TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon, I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter, host of the State of California. Well, Governor Newsom and state public health officials continue to warn about a winter surge in COVID-19 cases in California. Even though 90% of Californians have received at least one dose of the vaccine and more than 60% now are fully vaccinated. In recent weeks, California's case rate per 100,000 people has spiked. The state has moved back into the red zone on the CDC map despite mask and vaccine mandates. So why is this happening and could we be looking at a surge as bad as the previous ones? Well, for more... We're joined today on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by Dr. Bob Wachter, professor and chair of the Department of Medicine at UCSF. Thank you for being with us once again. It's uh, always great to chat with you. Thanks, Doug. Pleasure to be here. So, so first of all, high vaccination rates, people still, wear, still wearing masks. Why do you think we're seeing this spike? Yeah, I sort of think we're at, at this moment in COVID where uh, the forces for improvement and the forces for badness are kind of equaling each other and and that's not a great state so we've got a lot of people vaccinated in california but not enough it would have been enough if there was no delta but that's a fantasy world there is delta and it's much more infectious than the virus we dealt with last year there's a natural tendency once cases go down for people to become a little less careful and that makes cases go up a fair number of people got their vaccines more than six months ago and most of them should get boosters, and that's taking a while to roll out. We have the kids back in school and, and for the most part, not yet vaccinated. So there's sort of a lot of moving parts and then, you know, some some more indoor activities, things like that. So we're seeing this around around the country, and obviously we're seeing a, a big spikes in Europe where, you know, places that have vaccine rates that look pretty good and probably would have been good enough if it was the old virus turn out not to be good enough and it just means we've got to be vigilant i don't think we're going to see the kind of spike uh, that devastated la last year for example the fact that so many people are vaccinated will provide some wall of protection but it's not a high enough wall yeah i was wondering since so many people are already fully vaccinated now younger kids getting their shots too would you expect the impact of, of such a winter surge to not be as severe people not getting as sick not needing hospitalization as much yeah, I, I mean, I, my analogy that I've been using is is painting the Golden Gate or repainting the Golden Gate Bridge. You know, the minute you're done, you've got to start all over again. And so even, you know, we have two kinds of populations who have some part, some level of immunity. We have the people who got vaccinated, but a fair number of them now got their vaccines more than six months ago, and they are beginning to get vulnerable, and many of them really do need boosters. You have other people, particularly in places like L.A., that got creamed, uh, who had some measure of immunity from their infection, but it's not as good as the level of immunity you got from vaccination. And if their immunity came from an infection a year ago, it is also uh, waning and waning pretty quickly. So when you add that up, the level of vaccination that we have is is pretty good. It's a little better than the national average, just just not high enough. And when I hear people talk about, well, they got their first shot, 
in the old days with the, the, the previous virus, it turned out that the first shot gave you a lot of protection. Against Delta, it doesn't give you very much at all. So you really need to be that, you know, that two weeks after your second shot is where you need to be in order to have the kind of protection that you need. And if you're eligible for a booster, you should get one. If getting so many people vaccinated and building some natural immunity from having had the disease is not protective enough, as they're seeing in Europe, uh, what is going to protect us? Are we going to be painting that bridge forever? I mean, will we ever reach the point when we feel this has run its course? You know, forever is a long time, but I, as far as I can look out on the horizon, I do think that we're kind of, uh, that we're likely to be in this pickle for maybe several years and maybe forever. And that, you know, when you hear that, it sounds just horrible. And then you realize that, you know, we've been in the pickle called the flu forever. And the hope is enough people get vaccinated. And as new and more effective medications come out, I'm particularly enthusiastic about these pills that you can take for COVID that are not yet approved, but probably will be soon. The combination of those things, I think, will make this more manageable and less devastating than it's it, it, it has been. But I'm pretty confident that a year or two from now, we will still have COVID in our world. We will still have some surges. The places that will do the best are places that have very high vaccination rates where people get boosters if it's appropriate and people do not rely on having had an infection to uh, to have the immunity they need because it's just not good enough. Are there other steps that public health officials should be taking beyond, you know, urging everybody to get that booster? Do we need to reinstate mask rules and things that have been relaxed in many counties in recent weeks? Uh, probably to some extent. I, I, I don't think we can and should go back to lockdowns. I think we've, you know, we've learned the toll that they have. I don't think uh, we can and should go back to doing what we did with the schools last year. We've certainly learned the toll that that took. But I do think that uh, that we have to educate people that um, I know, you know, everybody's tired of it. Everybody wants to ditch their mask and burn it. But the virus is the virus. It's going to do what it does. And there's still enough virus around, particularly as we're beginning to see a surge, that even in a fairly high vaccine community, being indoors with people whose vaccine status you don't know without a mask is not safe. It could become safe if uh, if we get more people vaccinated, more people boosted, get the kids vaccinated. Uh, but for now, you know, I have liberalized my behavior a little bit, not because I think life is that much safer, but because I'm sort of in this mode where this may be it. This may be the world that we face for the next few years. So, you know, we can't hunker down forever. We have to begin liberalizing things a little bit. But for me, that means, yes, I will go to have an indoor meal with someone. Yes, I'll go to a concert if everybody's masked and they're checking vaccines. But no, I still won't be indoors in a crowded space with people whose vaccine status I don't know if folks are not wearing masks. And uh, so everybody's got to find their their, their level of comfort. But uh, we're not out of this pickle yet. And I'm afraid we're sort of in a version of it that we probably will be in for the next few years. Okay, so quickly, last question, then given all that, what would you advise people about getting together at Thanksgiving? I think getting together with a fully vaccinated group of people over Thanksgiving, particularly if folks are eligible for a booster and they've gotten it, is is as safe as it can be. And I think depriving ourselves of those sort of family experiences is too hard. If people are unvaccinated, then I probably wouldn't invite them. And if you need to, uh, then I think that's a good use of a rapid test, having everybody test themselves before, you know, that morning, if they're negative, 
then you can be pretty confident that it's a it's a safe gathering. Uh, I also think it's reasonable to keep windows open and, and have some better ventilation than you might have thought of in the past. But I think at some point you sort of we're going to have to get on with our lives and, and try to minimize the risk to the degree that we can, but also not deprive ourselves completely of the things that make life worth living. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. Dr. Bob Walker, chair of the Department of Medicine at UCSF. Thank you. My pleasure. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.